Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. And in verse 9, he says, look, I was an example to you. I could have just came there and collected up some tithes and, and not done anything, but I worked to be an example. And so Jesus has told us to continue to work and not to just lounge around and wait. And Paul basically is saying, you know, if someone's lazy and they won't work, don't feed them. And maybe the hunger will drive them to get a job. And, and I think for all of us as Christians, we feel that somehow that the Bible teaches that we should give money to the guy out there on the street that has a piece of cardboard that says, I have a sob story, you should feel sad for me, give me five bucks, or whatever it says. But it doesn't really help someone if they're able to work and they're encouraged in their laziness by other people giving them money. And you know, I think this is an important thing that our nation understood pretty well, and it really was a thing in our culture probably two or three generations ago. I mean, if you're probably at a certain age, you probably grew up in a time where your parents said, look, you want a car, you work and you get a car. My kids were telling me this morning, like, oh, their friends, their parents, buy them new cars. I'm like, you know what? I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Here's what I know. You need to work. You need to learn to work. It's a good thing to work. And really, it's amazing how we live in a culture where it's almost like it's kind of come to this place where we're all good with people not working. I saw this Dateline story uh, some time ago. It was either on Dateline or 2020. And they were showing interviews where they followed these street, I don't don't know what you call them. What do you call a person who stands there with a sign that says, give me money? A panhandler, thought someone's an entrepreneur. <laughs> I was like, but anyway, they found these guys, I don't know where it was, New York or Chicago or somewhere, and they find this guy who has this sign and he stands out there and they have these hidden cameras and they watch this guy and they followed him and he goes around the corner and he gets in a brand new Lexus. And, and then they follow him home and he's living in this big mansion. And so then they finally catch up to the guy and like, man, what are you doing? Is this your car? What are you doing out? And he's like, I'm not breaking the law. And like, yeah, but you're like making people feel sorry for you and they're giving you free money and you're driving a Lexus. And he's like, so? And it was just like, oh. And you know, we live in a culture where it's like, oh, that's okay. But that's not what the Bible teaches. And so here's the thing. What Paul's saying is Christians should work hard. Why? Because we represent Jesus. We should work hard. And in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul said, but I labored more abundantly than they all. See, Paul's view of Christianity, Paul's understanding of what Jesus was teaching him was that, man, I need to work hard. And and that should be a goal in my life. And I think for us as Christians, we need to think, hey, do I want to work hard? Now, here's the thing. If you think, no, I don't want to work hard. I like being lazy. Well, then it's okay because you can pray and say, Lord, change my heart that I want to work hard. Because God wants us to be hard workers. He wants us to do well. And, And, you know, there's so many scriptures that talk about the lazy person, and it's not good for your life. And it causes all kinds of trouble. So, you know, to pray and say, Lord, help me to be a hard worker. It's a good thing to work hard. It's kind of weird now in our culture. It's kind of changed where if someone says, man, I like to work hard, people look at him like, what's wrong with you? But, but that's a good thing. And so uh, Paul's saying to him, hey, in verse 10, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. And, you know, I've had people come in off the street and say, hey, Pastor Bob, you know, you know you're a Christian. You should give me $100 or whatever. And I'm like, well, how come you don't have any money? I'm like, well, I don't have a job. I'm like, well, why don't you have a job? And then the, the elaborate story comes out. 
And then, you know, anyways, and they start making me feel guilty, like, you're a terrible pastor. Why don't you give me $100? And then I'm like, well, it says in the Bible that if you don't work, you shall eat. And you don't work. You just told me that you don't work. And he's like, oh, and then they just get angry, like they want to punch me. And then, uh, and, you know, I'm just trying to ask him, hey, what's up? Now, it's one thing if somebody loses their job or they get in an accident and something happens, and so they get in a financial situation. It's another thing if someone just chooses to live their life sponging on other people. A Christian should not do that. That's not a Christian principle. Jesus didn't model it. Paul didn't model it. And so he goes on in verse 10, and he said, don't hang out with those people. He says, for even when we were with you, uh, we commended you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some of you, some who walk among you in a disorderly manner and not working at all, but are busybodies. Now, this is the natural byproduct of not working, is that when a person doesn't work, they have a lot of vital time, and then what happens? You become a busybody. What's a busybody? A busybody is a Christian who just meddles in other people's business. Now, I would like to ask you if you know someone, raise your hand, but don't, because I don't want to know. But here, here's the thing. There are people who think that God has called them to meddle in other people's business. Now, Paul's saying, that's not true. You shouldn't meddle in other people's business. Now, remember that when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to live life and how to be Christians, Remember, Jesus was talking to someone there in John 21, and Peter said to Jesus, hey, Lord, what about that guy? And remember what Jesus said? I love what Jesus said to him. He said, what's it to you? In verse 22, Jesus said to him, if I will that he remains till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. See, Peter was saying, what about that guy? What about what's he doing for you? And Jesus said, look, what's it to you? It's none of your business. You need to do what I have you to do. And this is such a great truth. It will change your life as a Christian. If you get the idea that God saved you with a plan and a purpose, and that God has things for you to do, and that God doesn't want you to meddle in other people's business, man, your Christian experience will be so much better. <laughs> because basically, the Lord told Peter, you need to concentrate on what I've told you to do. Now, here's the thing. I've come to realize that when I focus on what Jesus has called me to do, I don't really have a lot of free time to meddle in other people's business. Because I seem to struggle with doing what he wants me to do <laughs> because usually he wants to do some things that are bigger than I can do. But throughout the scriptures, there's been this problem. In the early church, there were women who had a trouble, who had trouble with gossiping. Did you know that in the early church? You're like, Pastor, are you talking about? No, I'm not talking about our church. I'm talking in the early church. First Timothy 5.13, he says, and besides they learned to be idle, wandering about from house to house, not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. So there were women in the early church who were busybodies, meddling. Did you hear what Julie did? Oh, did you hear what Susie did? You know where they said? You know where they went? Blah, 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 blah. Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? And really, that's not something Christians should be engaged in, other people's business. Now, in 1 Peter 4.15, he says, but let none of you suffer as, and now notice what he groups together. A murderer, you're like, I don't want to do that. A thief, an evildoer, or a busybody in other people's matters. Now, what do you think about that verse 15? You're like, what was he thinking? He put busybody meddling in other people's matters with being a murderer, a thief, and an evildoer? Well, quite often, meddling in other people's business can cause a lot of grief. Just talk to anybody who has a mother-in-law or a father-in-law. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> you're like, Pastor Bob, don't go there. Okay, I mean, it was just an illustration. I don't know anybody who has a mother-in-law or a father-in-law, but uh, so what should we do? So what should you do? What should I do? He says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 9, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. So everyone knows that? Gotta love one another. And now he gives you some rubber meets the road stuff. How do you love one another? Verse 11, that you aspire to lead a quiet life and mind your own business and to work with your hands as we commanded you. Now I love that. 
So what should you pray? You should pray, Lord, help me to mind my own business. Because God doesn't want us meddling in other people's business because it causes grief, causes grief for yourself. And so some people can't help themselves. They're like, I got to meddle in other people's business. Oh, pastor, I mean, it's so much drama. And I stopped watching soap operas, and unless I meddle in other people's business, I won't have any more drama. It's like, well, that's God's plan. Because, see, when you get rid of the drama, then you can kind of focus in on, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to help people? How do you want me to bless people? What, do you want, what, what gifts and abilities have you given to me? What do you want me to be doing for the kingdom of God? Why did you make me? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Now, if you're meddling in other people's drama, all the time, then you're not focusing on God's plan for you. So Paul says, hey, and the Bible teaches, don't be meddling in other people's business. Now, this is kind of a fundamental philosophy that's different from church to church. See, some churches, they think, well, Pastor Bob, you're not talking about that if someone doesn't come to church, shouldn't we all go over to their house, bang on the front door, and say, why are you coming to church? Don't you know you're going to hell? No, we don't do that. Why? Well, because we believe that we shouldn't meddle in other people's business. Now, if someone does want to do that, that's their business. But, you know, basically... For us, we believe the Bible says that we should seek to serve the Lord and have our own relationship with God. That you should have your relationship with God. I have my relationship with God. I'll do what God tells me to do. You do what God tells you to do. We come together as a body of Christ. Some people are the hands. Some people are the feet. Some people are the ear. Some people are the toe. And the ear shouldn't be telling the little finger how it should be doing its thing. I mean, but, you know, you just need to hear from the Lord. And so Paul goes on in verse 12 and says, Now those who are of such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ, that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. What is he talking about? He's saying, look, those people don't work in their busy bodies and meddle in other people's business. They need to get a job, and they need to mind their own business, and they need to balance their own checkbook <laughs> so they can pay their own bills, buy their own food, and do their own thing. Now, you say, well, Pastor Bob, what if someone struggles with their finances? What if they have, always have a hard time managing their money? Well, we have these small groups. There's one starting up this Sunday night. Dave Ramsey, I don't know what it's called, Financial Freedom has some big fancy name. What's it called? God's supernatural way to financial peace on earth. Yes, you can go to that study and you can see what does the Bible say about managing your money. And so we should be responsible with that. God wants all of us to be wise stewards with everything that he's given us. And in fact, the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is expected. So whatever God's given you, he expects you to do something with it. And same with me. I don't like that verse, but that's what it is. Anyway, verse 13 says, but as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with them. Now, what do you think he's saying in verse 14? If someone doesn't do what the scriptures say, note that person and don't keep company with them. What does that mean? That means don't hang out with them. Don't go on vacation with them. It doesn't mean that you, you know, be mean to them. It's just saying, look, you don't want to be hanging out with people who willfully rebel against God's word. And why? Well, because it's going to rub off on you. Bad character corrupts good company. What is that verse? Bad company corrupts good character. I don't know where that verse is at. I think it's Proverbs 12, 26. It says, the way of the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads him astray. You can look it up. I think it's Proverbs 12, 26. Anyway, verse 15. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. So Paul is very serious about people working, not being lazy. And I believe that God doesn't teach any of us to be lazy. He wants all of us to work hard, to use the gifts that he's given us. What for? To have an impact in this world for good. God wants to use your life to have an impact for good wherever you go. At school, at work, in your neighborhood, wherever you go. And see, you have to be focused on, Lord, help me to do this. Because it's not an easy thing to accomplish God's purposes in your life because you got the flesh always wanting to do stuff. And then if you're meddling in other people's business, then you're all distracted. So he goes on in verse 16 and says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with my own hand, which is a sign 
in every epistle, so I write, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. All right, amen. We're going to finish there, so let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight, and we do pray for all of us, Lord, that you would help us to have a better understanding of your plan for our lives. We desire, Lord, to obey you and follow you. Help us, Lord, to use the gifts and talents and abilities that you've given us for your kingdom. Help us not to hide them or to just squander them, but, Lord, we want to be frugal. We want to be wise stewards. And so we thank you for your word tonight. We pray that you would cause it to uh, stir our hearts, Lord, and that you would continue to accomplish your will in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will